a mixed sandwich. A Matthew sandwich. Because uh, so we are I, all the, the bread. Yung yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's either this, the, the Matt sandwich episode or the Me Mommy episode. Bread, bread, mix, bread. Matthew makes. Yeah, bread, bread, bread. Lale, lilo, lu. Bread, bread, bread. Yeah. Lale, lu, le, lo. Come on, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You got to get your Metal Gear references right. Uh, I'm, I'm, a fake, I'm a fake Metal Gear fan. You know that. So, what's up guys and welcome to the TMG Podcast, episode number 206. 206. Am I right? 206. So, unfortunately, our boss man, Carlos, isn't here to join us. So, I'm going to be your host for this episode. Uh, Me, Miguel, from Too Much Gaming. And with me, of course, is Matthew. Hello. And... Last but not least, Migoy. Oh, yo, yo, yo. So, you guys, have you ever wondered why I shouted that word? No. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you why. Because last week, um, the EA Play event happened and Skate was announced without anything that was shown. So, I'll, I'll take it, but you know. It's skate, yeah. I mean, I'm very happy for all skate fans. <laughs> I'm very excited for. Oh, dude! You know, like whenever I, I hear, so whenever I hear happy. about skate fans talking about how excited they are about the next skate or how much they have missed skate, I'm like, these are God's children waiting for salvation, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for oh, waiting for no, hope. Me. Oh God! <laughs> waiting for light at the end of the tunnel, and you know, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm glad that EA. Has uh, permitted the people <laughs> at their studios to yeah. announce the game. Unfortunately, Unfor- yeah. what did we get, Samson? Just an announcement. I mean, <laughs> they just announced that they're developing it, and you know what? That's fine. I mean, this is yeah. We'll this is, we'll take it. This is shapes. I mean, it's been like how many years? It's has, been way we too been long. Waiting? It's been a console generation. Yeah. <laughs> how many years have we been rioting every year <laughs> outside the gates of E3, trying to demand? We have another skate game. I, know, I was right? there last yeah. year. I was there. <laughs> the year before in, that. In, in, in LA, yeah. In, in spirit. No, no, no. I was there in LA along with Matt because we went there. Uh, we, we covered E3, as you remembered. Yeah. <laughs> it's been 10 years. It's been, Jesus Christ, it's, it's been, been 10, 10 years. Exactly 10 years. We were having a cheeseburger. <laughs> we having a cheeseburger, yeah. <laughs> While we're listening to cheeseburger. That's how you celebrate skate. Yeah, properly. Yep, with a cheeseburger. Yeah. So, um, aside from you know um, the skate announcement, <laughs> if you ever call that an announcement, I mean, you know, okay, um, let's, let's, let's take let's take the rant from before the show started forward into the actual show, and I just want to yeah, say, yeah. like, you know, this this kind of announcement is ridiculous. Now, I don't mean to dunk at the expense of skate fans. Like I said earlier, I'm happy for them <laughs> that they're going to get fucking get skate for that. You're going to get skate for and you, oh, and yeah, you I'm going to get skate for and, and you Mendoza are going to get a skate for and everybody is mm-hmm. going to get a skate for. I'm happy for that. But really, I don't know if we can congratulate EA and the boys just for announcing, you know what I mean? Like show us something. Tell us a future set. Like tell us, is skate going to be 
uh, a brand <coughs> brand new open world skating experience. Tell us, or say like, hey, will some cool skater guy be, like be part of like how have they been signed on? What cool new bands yeah. maybe will be playing for the soundtrack or whatever? Just any little morsel that can get us hype. Even Nintendo knows yeah. better than to like not 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 to tease right. something without showing a little bit of evidence, even if it's just a logo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and the yeah, impression actually, we get is like that there's... they announced that this announcement was probably like approved the day of the conference. You know what I mean? It, it really seems <laughs> that way because um, we didn't even get like um, a proper title for this because they just yeah. said skate. Um, yeah, I don't think they said. Game. Yeah, they didn't say skate four or anything. They said a so new it could skate. be like a skate uh, s- subtext or whatever. Skate yeah. kick flip, you know. Skate, skate PS5, what... white collar, pop pop. What's funnier is that when the stream was happening and uh, me, Carlos, and Matt were, were actually checking out the stream um, during that morning, and when they announced skate, like the stream kind of went off oh, no. for a few seconds oh, no. <laughs> so so i thought is ea fucking trolling us <laughs> oh that's <laughs> Are they why just pranking okay. us so but but actually they, it's just that of a short announcement for skate which is right. okay sure but you know fine i mean we're gonna get a skate people are happy now yeah um but as for the rest of the ea play event um like they actually did a pretty good job like um you could say that they kind of listened to some of their fans, yeah, and some of the gamers. I guess. I mean, they find they they did a lot of um, game announcements that support crossplay, which mm-hmm. is awesome, and not just for like two or three platforms. Like we're we're talking about crossplay. Like for for example, for Apex Legends, we now have crossplay for PC. PS4, Xbox, even the Switch, which will, I mean, the Switch version, which will be released also this right, year. Right, right. Yeah. So, so there's also crossplay on uh, the Need for Speed um, game in Steam, which is uh, Need for Speed. <coughs> is that was it Heat? Um, no. Is it Heat? I mean, I mean, yeah. For uh, well, they announced uh, crossplay for Need for Speed Heat earlier this year, and that's already yeah, been yeah. implemented. And now they're gonna they're mm-hmm. gonna put it in Star Wars Squadron, and they're gonna put it in all their other games, like you said, Sam. Right. But I think what was really interesting about the EA Play conference yeah. was that I think it's sort of like a low key Microsoft situation, which is that EA. Well, first of all, EA loves money. We already know that every publisher loves money, and mm-hmm. the thing that has been holding mm-hmm. back EA from making money <laughs> is the fact that it's really <laughs> hard to get into their games now. You know, what I mean, everything has gone gone exclusively through the mm-hmm. Origin client. And the fact that most of their games were at the time like featured console exclusives, uh, content or um, did not feature crossplay meant it was it's the, the experience of getting into an EA game is not as accessible as it is to get into something like say Fortnite or Destiny Two or any other like uh, service game. And right. by as I said in a pre- previous episode, by going full on into Steam, uh, by going full on into crossplay, they're basically saying you know what. We'll take any opportunity to sell directly to consumers, no matter what. Even if we don't control the platform, even if you know everybody can play with each other, we don't care. Just buy our games and play our games. You know, give us money, and you know, if the gamers win because of that, then I'm all for it. But yeah, um, so yeah, I think 
that's mostly EA play. Like aside from from that, yeah, we did get a glimpse of gameplay footage from Star Wars Squadron. Yeah, it looked rad so, to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to ask you guys how you would like how you feel about that one. Like, are you guys excited for this for this video game that's coming out? I mean, it all depends on how scummy EA makes, like, you know, the accessibility of it. Because, like, I I really enjoyed what little I played of both of the newer Battlefront games. Yeah. Like, the the game itself, I enjoyed. It's it's gorgeous. Like, it it appeals to my nerdgasm of Star Wars and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But hearing about, you know, all the the nuances that came with both Battlefront games about, you know... um, if you want everything, it's going to cost like over two hundred bucks total, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and all yeah. the the lack of certain features and all that. And though they did do better in Battlefront Two as it went on, it's it's not out of EA's history to pulls you know stunts like this. Like we've seen it in like not as bad, but we've seen you know their bad habits of you know corporate evil in in like the battlefield <laughs> games and all that yeah yeah and all yeah. the dlc and the loot boxes right right so the loot like boxes it, like general lack of features that wouldn't warrant a full priced game i'd say mm-hmm. yeah i don't know and, like i'm optimistic yeah. also i don't wanna i think i think i'm inclined to like agree with mendoza over here but at the same time i want to be optimistic and right. you know mm-hmm. uh you guys can rub this in my fucking face next <laughs> in the next in the next few <laughs> months it comes out and it comes out yeah. but i'd like to think that uh ea has not necessarily learned their lessons but for the short term will try to avoid and i mean short term for the short try to avoid you know the kinds of controversies it is famous for you know in order to like have a smoother relationship with gamers, I mean, for example, I really like the fact that when they released Command and Conquer Remastered, um, mm-hmm. you know that game was competitively priced. It's only about fifteen dollars, I believe. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, it was competitively priced. It was um, did not have any microtransactional bullshit stacked onto it, and they mm-hmm. even released the source code for that game. Can you imagine a major Ooh. AAA publisher releasing the really? source code? Yeah, that doesn't That's mean awesome. anything. That doesn't mean anything to you and me, but imagine all the fans of old school video games and fans of Command and Conquer who are just chomping at the bit to disassemble the yeah. code and, and yeah, fucking yeah. play around with it, you know? Like I was like, EA, is that you? You look like <laughs> yeah, you changed. Actually. Right. That doesn't sound like an EA type of move. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, um maybe again, best the best case scenario they've learned short term. Maybe yeah. excess excessively optimistic is that they learn permanently, but I don't think so. <laughs> I'm also hopeful for this game. Like they like during the announcement they they even noted that this is gonna be like a forty dollar game. Like it's 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 much more cheaper than than AAA mm-hmm. It's not a sure. full priced one. And they're they're promising that there's gonna be no microtransactions. Um Really? Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. Um also surprising is of course they they, they say that it's gonna have VR support, which is cool. Yeah, it, uh-huh. this might be the game that will make me buy a, a cheap VR set, but it's <laughs> if, not the it's, if such a it's, thing it's not exists. Really cheap. Yeah, <laughs> such a thing it, exists, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it has HOTAS support, which is the okay. the two like two component uh, flight controller, right, like, right. flight sim controller. That would be the, the one that people would be clamoring for, right? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, surprisingly, they're gonna have this game. As a five v five format mm-hmm. multiplayer game, and also they're gonna lock in on the cockpit view. 
Yeah, that's so, what I wanted to bring up. Like, that sounds really cool. And um, they did show that each type of, you know, fighter would have um, a cockpit. A different cockpit. Unique to that, and I guess maybe even accurate to the Star Wars lore. Mm-mm. That would reflect, you know, um, their gameplay styles and all that. Like, the bomber would have a wider view, a smaller yeah. control scheme, because, you know, its only function would be to literally drop bombs on things, etc., etc. <laughs> well, now that we're talking, now that we're less talking less about EA, its rep, and its business model, and we're talking about the game yeah. itself, I guess I can go back and answer one of Samson's questions is, are you excited <clears throat> about the game? And I'm like, you better believe I'm fucking excited. Hell yeah! That game is sick! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because like I am okay. I am old enough to have been like of the generation with X Wing and Tie Fighter. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I tell you right now, you look up in my in my in my bedroom. I've got a copy of X Wing Collector CD and Tie Fighter in their original boxes, <laughs> bought for sixty dollars back in nineteen ninety four. So damn. <laughs> Actually, Matt mentioned this during the stream where the developer was shown having the same set of books in the background. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he has he has a bunch of he has a bunch of Star Wars uh, reference books and and and, and so RPG funny. materials. And I was like, hey, I have those too. I approve. <laughs> but no, but no, seriously. Like, um, I'm really excited about the gameplay stuff that we're talking about right now because a lot of it harkens back to that classic right. X-wing Star Wars, and not just because it's a space sim, and not just because it's like you know um, X-wings and Tie Fighters, but because they yeah. even had that commitment to. The cockpit stuff, like that was in the original X-Wing. Like you couldn't, right. it wasn't, you know, you had all the accurate displays and panels were in. The interface of the game is actually diegetically, there's a fancy college word for you, diegetically part of the game <laughs> itself, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, 5v5, guys, come on, sign up, be, you know, form up on me. <laughs> is, is that like, um, how big does a battlefield uh, team game like how how many people can you have per per squad in the in the normal battlefield games probably four per squad like, and then it's like a thirty two thirty two or a sixty four sixty four type of thing right yeah 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 Mm-mm. I think they do that the same also in 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 the battlefront series I was kind of actually expecting more than a five v five but like I, I don't know the the technicality of it, but that would mean your your map would have to be absolutely gigantic. Yeah. Which I guess you know you could go both ways. Where like it's fucking space. You don't need to put you know limitations in space. But then the the things you can interact with um, should play like a factor in it. Because because like in in Battlefront Two, right? Yeah. There were mm-hmm. certain space segments, and um, it was pretty elaborate because um, big ships would have internals that you could literally fly into as part of your objective, and then you can actually have like a small like <coughs> dogfight in there too. Yeah. There's also like um, mini side missions during those battles where oh, there's a group of Y fighters who's actually going to attack your base. <coughs> you have to get yeah. rid of this. And th- these are all AI or these are all CPU. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. NPCs. Like because it it clearly showed more than five fighters in that in those stages, right? Yeah, yeah. But well, no, like no, how no. how important would the the CPU players be in in terms of you know that type of scale or is it going to be really like objective specific as you know we're, we're more familiar with, with like the battlefield and battlefront games well the two where, gameplay you know, modes they had were like the dogfighter mode which is going to be straight up just whoever kills the most motherfuckers right, right. like you know uh-huh. wins and then the other mode was the uh, i believe it's 
the epic battles mode or something like that, and that's the one where it's more objective based, where it's like you know right. you gotta take down this generator or you know close to what I think they did in Battlefront Two, where it was like you gotta push the objective, push the objective, and every time you mm-hmm. lose the objective, your objective changes, or if you win right, it would change, you change again. Yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff. I'm just really excited. What I need for my side missions, what I you know, for all of y'all's out there who might be fans of Tie Fighter, what I need is a mission where like some creepy ass cloak dude comes up to me and says like, "Hey, you want to become the secret hand of the Emperor? Do these super <laughs> evil missions." Yeah. It might. It might have like a cheeky story mode because Battlefront Two had a what looked to be yeah, a pretty elaborate, an elaborate one. single player <laughs> mode. Cause that was a thing in Tie Fighter. Like you would become, if uh, you would do secret objectives. That some some of them were even objectives that were anti Empire. Like mm. you know, like the, the the Imperial generals would say, like you gotta do this, but secretly for the Emperor, you're sabotaging something else, and only because it's part of the Emperor's long term plan of right. how to get the rebels. You know, right, so, right, 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 and and you eventually graduate to become. The right hand of the emperor, or the emperor's hand, which, by the way, is the official position that Mara Jade held before she defected from the empire. And my nerd moment is done. <laughs> not canon anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not canon. Yeah, it's Subject not to change canon. without oh, prior notice. Sorry, Kyle Katarn. <laughs> well, Kyle Katarn's a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the many games though. Hey, fuck, fuck Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn can go fuck himself. This little, yeah. this, this motherfucker who's all like, look at me, I'm a Han Solo swaggling smuggler. I'm but Han also, Solo with a lightsaber. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm help the rebels Jedi. out. And then he gets Jedi powers, and at the end of Jedi Knight, he's like, you know what? These Jedi powers, they're a curse. <laughs> and he loses them. Yeah. He gets distance himself from the Force. And then later he reconnects with it. And I'm just like, this is a guy who's a Jedi of convenience, you know? Only yeah. when it suits him. You know, does he does he reconnect with the force, and the rest of the time he's all like, you know, he's a dilettante. Fuck that guy. But that's, that's the, just how the force works, though. It works. That's to the not how the force the works. That's how the force totally works. You're, you're just provoking me into the lie. All right, we have to wait for until like squadron like releases until we we end this feud. Whether uh, I, I just want to see or... more gameplay of it because it does look really cool. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully, right? It's we get the good side of EA for this one. Yeah. Oh, for sure. October oh, two, twenty twenty, right? I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look forward to, and I guess that's basically what we're excited about in EA Play. So yeah, uh, the the rest of the you know press conference felt very you know uh, normal E three. Yeah. yeah, like they'd show the games safe. that we already know, and like, oh, this game I don't care about is getting an update. That's cool. Oh, you know, ah, uh, Battlefield, sure. And then ah, yeah. uh, Sims, that's a thing. Yeah. So, but I'm like, I, I don't. For for me, who is expecting things to sort of change <coughs> because of the the current situation we're in? Mm-hmm. And then I see it, and like, right, this is how it would look if it was regular E3. <laughs> Well, I do it kind of looks the same. I do think the computer graphics for the EA Play conference were much more realistic. I thought, you know, the guy, the the, the CG for Greg Miller looked very, very true to life. <laughs> oh, dude, he was so accurate that it was annoying to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I think my favorite was when they was when they brought out brought out CG Josef Faris, who is Josef uh, Faris. You guys might not remember. He's the Big boss of uh, Hazelight Studios, one of the partner studios for the EA Originals program, and they're the guys who are behind uh, A Way Out uh, and Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. They're kind of like this 
studio that specializes in co-op driven narrative adventures yeah and they've got a new game called it takes two they didn't show off a lot about it i think it's basically just about you playing these toys that come to life that are helping this young girl go through right. a troubled time in her life that's all i could surmise but i thought what was really noteworthy and hilarious about that moment in the presentation was they tried to position joseph Ferris as a bad boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> because he had a reputation sure. already from from the back in the game awards when he was like you know fuck the oscars and like you know trying to say things like <laughs> ea doesn't fucking ea is keeping it real doesn't mess with the vision oh, like he, he he just runs around like mouthing off like a fucking rock star or something i don't know i think it's hilarious <laughs> that they're trying to like those are those are moments that were clearly unplanned and sincere from Faros, but now ea is trying to position it as like a brand <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I mean, okay, you work sure. with what you have, right? Yeah, you work <laughs> with work what you for have, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, who do, who's who's who is Joseph Farris in Nintendo? Oh, but but you know, so, like how Nintendo puts a face on their brand, and that kind of became a thing. And I other companies started to do that by putting their CEO, you know, yeah. up front for everyone, so that people can have yeah. someone to attach to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, remember how like, Sony even had the fake um, VP Kevin? Yeah, <laughs> his name? Kevin, 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 <laughs> Kevin Butler. No, no, Kevin Butler, Kevin that Butler, one. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I miss that guy. Personally, my <laughs> I miss favorite, someone like that favorite, in PlayStation. Uh, personality in Nintendo has, will always be Masahiro Sakurai of the Smash Studio. Because, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. My heart his, belongs to Sakurai. <laughs> because his, actually, speaking of Smash and speaking of uh, Nintendo, I did not uh, do that on purpose, a... but now I will pretend that I did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, speaking of Smash and Nintendo, we have a new announcement about uh, Smash Bros. and its new. Challenger, Miggy? Yeah, uh, they finally announced the new character for the upcoming uh, new fighter season for Smash Ultimate. So is this a new season or like a second season? Or is it part of the original season? I think it's the third season now. Oh, really? Oh so my a God, new I'm set of so characters. <laughs> okay, yeah. so or second. It, it might be the second. So who's the yeah. new character? So the first character on the lineup, um, they, they teased it before where it was going to be an ARMS character. And uh, people were going like, oh my god, it's going to be Springman, you know, forgetting that Springman is already an assist trophy in the game. <laughs> and uh, in my okay. heart, it was like, it needs to be either Min Min or Twintel. Twintel, you know, why is it Twintel, Min Min's, right? Min, Twintel Min Min's my girl, but Twintel's got the, you know, the game. <laughs> yeah. Also, Twintel, in honor of Etika, am I right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I like... Her design is also really cool, and she punches with her hair, which is you know kick ass. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I'm but, sorry, I'm um, a in, in my mind, like especially for functionality, I'd say a more straightforward character, like maybe Min Min, would be a better fit. And lo and behold, we did get Min Min for Smash Noodle Girl. Yeah, I love the noodle, noodle Girl, girl. <laughs> with an amazing animated intro where Captain Falcon and Kirby are eating noodles. <laughs> oh man, I, I haven't even seen the video yet. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic, and um, like. The, the decision for Min Min to be put into the game was not like, you know, Sakurai himself. It was actually the producer of ARMS who wanted her to be in the game. Oh, nice. So they're tried and true. Um, she brings a unique moveset where, you know how characters have a normal attack and a special attack? Mm-hmm. For A and B, respectively. Um, for mm-hmm. this one, her B attack is actually mapped to her right arm, while her A attack is mapped oh. to her left. Oh, snap. Mm. So you're so, playing arms, actually. In yeah, yeah, you're basically playing regular arms, and um, the gimmick is her left hand is always in a in a dragon arm type, 
while the right hand is when you press down B, you can cycle through I think three <gasps> or four different arm types. That's amazing. And then they they retain similar inputs where B is specifically for the right arm inputs, but you know, with the gimmick of ch- being able to change the arm types, it'll uh, change the properties of certain attacks. And, oh my um, god, that's so awesome. That's interesting. It, so it's amazed. cool because um, this I think this is the first character where a smash attack can be performed in mid-air because she can charge <laughs> her like forward punch either on ground or in air for the for the long-reaching smash punches, which is also the same for mm-hmm. her B attack, which she can charge her B. And um, there's a gimmick where there's a shortcut input in Smash <clears throat> Ultimate where if you press A and B at the same time, it inputs a smash attack for you. So if you don't want to do the regular jam the direction quickly to, uh, you know, jam the control stick to a direction and press A to do a smash attack, you can just tilt it, then press A, B to charge a smash attack, right? But for Min Min, you can alter the A and B because it will control her arm separately. And if you tap them, it will shoot both in succession. So if you press A, B, she will shoot her left arm first, followed up by the right. And then um, you can influence the direction of how the where the punch goes separately. Like you can tilt it slightly up and slightly down uh, to control spacing and all that. And you know if if you mm. point it down, then it hits the floor. It'll bounce off the floor and redirect its angle just a little bit mm. and all that. And um, uh, Masahiro Sakurai is crazy, where he basically talks about you know balancing during a reveal trailer or you know this in, this what being. <laughs> This being a standard 35-minute uh, Nintendo Direct, as he usually does. And this, and this being a new character. And he's yep. already talking about balance changes. <laughs> and he was doing it in the comfort of his home because Nintendo sent him equipment to record <laughs> everything at his home. Oh, God. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> this poor man. Don't, doesn't he just turn to his bosses and just say, don't ever ask me for anything again? <laughs> right. This is also the man who injured his wrist while playtesting Kid Icarus Uprising on the 3DS. Oh, God. because of how intense he plays so we, we got a glimpse of that this man brought out two controllers and played the game by himself <laughs> he was I showing that, like, he was showing the the properties of min min's attacks that are safe and unsafe which is kind of insane you, you don't normally see this in like a reveal it's, trailer this is this is just for for the nintendo direct for smash and no this is just smash oh the smash <laughs> direct, direct. Just, it's already smash this deep for one character good yeah boy. it went in pretty deep he did a demo game where he was just you know mm. um it was a 2v1 <laughs> featuring himself. he was using min min he, he was fighting captain falcon and kirby because they appeared in the trailer and like it looked like he was playing some pretty dumb ai right and he was you know destroying them by doing the same moves over and over again and just spacing it out then he goes like oh level eight cpu is very tough to fight yes <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he was able to do KOs without taking a single hit of damage. <laughs> oh my god, this man. Um, they also showed like a bunch of new amiibos. Um, they're still working mm. to complete the main Smash roster in amiibo form. That's so many so, people. <laughs> so Nintendo sent him the new uh, amiibo prototype for Joker from Persona 5. And it oh. looks nice. Um, Hero from Dragon Uh-oh. Quest is coming up next. But it's still in its... <clears throat> it's not even in its fi- uh, like final production state yet. But Joker should mm-hmm. be coming out soon. And um, for characters who got redesigns... Uh, like You know how Zelda and like Ganondorf look different in Smash 4 versus Smash Ultimate? But they do yeah. have amiibos from 4. 
So sadly, we're not going to get updates to those amiibos since they're technically out for Smash. So we're mm. not going to get cute new Zelda in amiibo form, which is a bummer. But hopefully his sentiment, because he was also saddened by this, would rile up Nintendo to actually produce these things. <laughs> so you're saying that Nintendo can be persuaded by crying? Oh, Masahiro Sakurai does this a lot, and it works for the most part. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, protect, protect Sakurai, man. Yeah, after that, we also get like a glimpse of like a Fallout collab. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Uh, wait that, was is... a, that wasn't a joke? <laughs> so nope, usually when, when when a new um, form of DLC comes out, they accompany it with uh, fighter costumes for your Mii Fighters. Yeah. And for this uh, one, the, the biggest crossover would be uh, the Vault Boy from Fallout. Like, like Miggy mentioned that they actually like used like the actual... Uh, yeah. boy face or head yeah, yeah. for this so, one. So, like, usually it would... It's it's not always one-to-one, but um, usually when they put a Mii costume, it would shape around the Mii fighter's, like, base head form. Mm. Like, the, the stretched out face, so it would kind of... Yeah, yeah, it yeah. would look like a hat, you know, or a mask for them and all that. But this Sometimes time, the eyes and like face would change, but their their head shape would still be that, you know, like, elongated form. But for the Vault Boy one, specifically for this one, it looks very much like the the Fallout Vault Boy, With you know, cartoony head, design. And the big yeah, head. yeah, the big head like and you know the, the curvature of it resembles more like the source material than it does like a, a costume for me, which is actually pretty rad. So yeah, yeah, great. I dig it. Like I dig that it's it's a me like a me costume. It works. Yeah, I mean, imagine if. The actual Vault Boy would become a character. Like I'd Gibbs say, will be flying everywhere. I'd say violence. Um, if they would make Fallout uh, a character, it wouldn't be the Vault Boy. It would have to be like something a player character would have, and get all the move sets for that. Like maybe the the ultimate would be he'd get one of those robot mech suits and all that. Oh yeah, a mini Brotherhood, a mini Liberty Liberty robot. Right, right. <laughs> or a, or an Assaultron or something like that. I mean, Vault Boy could also work because uh, it got fleshed out more during Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 with all the, you know, I mean, the, the traits where mm-hmm. he does things in the traits. So I'd say the, 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 like the base, the, the bodysuit works with the Me Fighter design. And he is set as a gunner. So, you know, you know Fallout's a shooty oh, yeah. game. So that works pretty well for me. Um, there was also a nice little update that he mentioned where, you know, how you fight spirits in Smash, which mm-hmm. is basically like, oh, it's a character we can't put in, but here's a little picture of them that gives you a slightly different power buff or whatever. So there are gimmicks where you would fight um, a character that would resemble the the spirit, uh, incorporate mm-hmm. their color scheme, and then do whatever similar gimmick they had in relation to the power that it gives you. You know, um, so they they made an update where since certain spirits now have me fighter equivalent costumes, they for people who have purchased the me fighter costume, the game would automatically swap out um, whatever previous fighter was associated with that spirit to the me fighter wearing that costume instead. So the example mm-hmm. they showed was Cuphead because Cuphead was a previous spirit in the game and you fought essentially a red Mega Man, you know. Mm-hmm. So what they did was, if you do own the Cuphead costume for the Mii Gunner, instead of fighting a red Mega Man, you would just fight a Mii Gunner wearing the cop- the Cuphead costume. And um, that's basically a free update that they're going to include. They just wanted to bring it up. And it's it's not going to change for everything right now. 
but they said that mm-hmm. once a new costume in relation to that will show up, they'll just put in the work to automatically switch out the the spirit fight for the update. Mm-hmm. So that's I think a really cool move by them. Because we wouldn't know otherwise, right? Because I don't think people play spirits anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be a nice surprise for anyone who's you know. Who yeah, that's, I think that's a pretty cool move. And spirits are still like getting events every now and then. Like I've booted okay, up the game to, to to look at stage builder and parang there's a bunch like of updates. So like yeah, yeah, there's event specific uh, spirits things still happening that are going on, and they correlate with like game releases sometimes. Whoa. So, <laughs> This game is what, like two years old or something? Two or three years old? Yeah, and it's much. still getting worked on as if it was brand new, which is kind of insane. I mean, it should be worked on. I mean, not to say like, you know, crack the whip on developers, but I'm just saying it's like you want to give something with a long, long tail and long service and not just yeah. some kind of disposable experience, then you got to be working on that game. You know, right, right. Every once in a it while. just shows how hard Nintendo works on their first party titles. Yeah. Unlike Fallout, hey yo. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we go to our usual video gaming weeks, um, is there anything else we can talk about news-wise or events-wise? There, I think Matt has something to say about some certain events. I always have something to say. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, but like we're just debating you actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I get yeah, but I guess we could talk about uh, what happened this morning with Microsoft and Mixer. Oh right, that's Ooh. a big one. Some mixed that happened. reactions. That's fresh, that's fresh off the presses from <laughs> from Street versus oh who my God, was involved. In. Sorry. <laughs> so basically, okay. So what happened? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll recap it for every y'all. Um, what happened is that uh, Microsoft announced this morning, or you know, American evening. I don't know what, what time it is. They announced that they would be shutting down the Mixer uh, streaming service, streaming platform, and that all existing Mixer partners will and services will be transferred or merged with Facebook Gaming. Uh, uh, the, part of the announcement, this this sort of like sudden shock. They said like, oh, you know, we couldn't we couldn't grow the service fast enough or scale it fast enough to meet our needs for the coming console generation. And that's pretty fair or valid, but it's also incredibly disappointing to, you know, I guess the people who were invested in the Mixer platform, whether they were content creators or whether or not they were viewers. Uh, and um, yeah, and the thing is, Mixer has always been fourth in line when it comes to uh, the fourth ranked gaming streaming platform, you know, behind Twitch, behind YouTube, behind Facebook gaming was Mixer. And yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on it? I think um, it shouldn't be that bad. Like, given the, the what, what, what do you call this? Like the audience that they're gonna get from Facebook gaming compared to what they have in Mixer. I think it's it's a it's an okay deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe the the ones that are gonna be affected the most are either the small time or mid time like 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 medium sized streamers. Yeah. I, where I, I, it, I we're so. not where they're not spo- they're right. non sponsored streamers right, right. or such. Yeah. Like a friend of mine was telling me that you know, like I was saying, well, first of all, I think the biggest thing for those middle and small streamers is that, you know, like, I, I don't really understand the logistics about it, but 
imagine if you're signing up onto a platform like Mixer with certain expectations of where it's going to go, how it's going to grow, how you intend to grow your audience base, how to intend to, you intend to cultivate your business as a professional streamer. And then suddenly Microsoft's like, uh, we're shutting down. And if you still want to be, you know, doing the thing that you're doing now, well, I guess you can go to Facebook. And I'm like, motherfuckers, these guys, you know, we didn't, if I was a streamer, I'd be like, I, if I wanted to be on Facebook, I would have been on Facebook. Right. <laughs> like, I signed up with Microsoft. Yeah. I didn't sign up with Facebook. And like, you know, my inclination is to think that this is probably what every middle-sized streamer is thinking. You know, uh, the likes of Ninja or Shroud, uh, they're not really yeah. affected because they were already paid money to tra- transfer platforms. Right. Now, I think... Um, it might be a little embarrassing for Ninja to and the likes to come <laughs> back to Twitch or to any other platform, even YouTube, with their hat in hand saying, Hey guys, I'm back. Sorry guys. But also, <laughs> you know, the, the rumor I'm hearing is that uh, Microsoft made Facebook buy out their contracts. So Ninja is still going to get the money that he was supposed to be getting. Shroud's still going to get the money yeah, that they're still right. be getting. Yeah. So again, it is an issue for and that's students. and that's I guess great, yeah. Like mm-hmm. for me, like um, I've I've told this to to our group chat in in our in our good traits create group chat. Uh, um, like a Tagalog analogy, where parang nasiraan lang yung jeep na sinasakyan mo, <laughs> tapos nag nagpatransfer ka lang sa ibang jeep na wala kang babayaran. Parang ganon lang yung nangyari. Mm. <laughs> so. So like it's it's like like overall it's 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 a fine thing that happened because you're, you're sorry to talk care, over yeah. Sorry, but you don't know where that you know for for some people when they switch to that other jeep they're like that's fine but others are always like ekalako the daanako sa Washington yeah exactly so there are some people who are going to be disappointed but like for the most part or for, overall it's 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 not a bad deal like I'd say it's it's a really you know, expected deal. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, but, uh, like, I didn't even... I've never been to... I've never seen a Mixer stream. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I, I don't know anybody who actually watches streams in Mixer. Right. Um, when I first heard of it, I didn't even know it was a streaming platform. I thought it was, like, some... Because I first heard of it from, like, a, one of those Microsoft E3 press cons. That's right. They were They were always, like, promoting... During E3, they would always say, like... Hey, you know, while you're watching our Microsoft stream, you can sign on to Mixer and participate in some kind of giveaways or some right, exchanges right. or whatever. I think it was when they announced the one of the like newer Xbox One models, like the smaller yeah. one or one of yeah. the, one of those. I so. think it was about the time they announced the Xbox One X, the most mm. powerful console in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like Mixer, I don't think is was on anyone's radar. Yeah. Like I, I found out it was a streaming platform a bit afterwards, and yeah. even then I never checked it out. And then I, you know, we heard about Ninja making the big move, and that was obviously like um, a deal with big money involved. Yeah, you know, which is understandable because business, business. Yeah, I mean, I was rooting for Mixer not because I thought it was a good service. You know how I am, guys. Like, you know, I will root for not necessarily the underdog, but I will root for any service that threat that that could possibly like you know make the status quo more interesting more like or challenge mm-hmm. like 
the big players. Not because I want to see the big players yeah. taken down. I just wanted everybody to be at their best when it comes to competing with each other for services and audiences. <clears throat> and you know, I think it really sucks. And I also thought that when they signed Ninja, that it was kind of like a mistake. Not for Ninja necessarily, but for Microsoft, because what they were doing was they were trying to regain momentum, gain momentum for the platform by right. creating a top-heavy situation where you know high-profile streamers would come over, get paid big bucks, mm-hmm. you know. But that didn't. But those streamers who moved don't guarantee that their audiences will necessarily follow them. Not unless exactly are incredibly loyal. And what Microsoft, in my opinion, should have done was aggressively promote, support, and finance the middle streamers, the mid-level and smaller streamers, because it's those people who, you know, um, individually can cultivate small audiences that add up. Right. Yeah, that would be a good position. But unfortunately, like, that thing happened, so everyone from Mixer is going to go to Facebook Gaming, well, most of them. It's an option. It's an option. I thought it was mandatory, but... Apparently you don't have to, but if you do sign up with Facebook, I think they're going to give you a cash bonus. <laughs> oh, that's good. yeah, yeah, most likely. Especially yeah. like if you if you're someone with like you know, internet presence and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if any of you listening are you know just go to Facebook Gaming and you know. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. it makes sense because Facebook is booming and they're getting a bit more aggressive with their Facebook Gaming platform. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And that like those are the two streaming platforms that are like warring right now. Twitch and Facebook, so it, it makes perfect sense. Mm-mm. It just makes me wonder, like, why they even tried to make Mixer in the first place. <laughs> well, it was a long time ago. It was 2013. Wow. It was that long. Wow. That it long. felt much Jeez. shorter. Oh, my yeah. mistake. I thought it was, like, uh, it was three years ago or two years ago. But Oh, yeah, it was I think 2016. So. It was called 2016. Was called Damn. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Bresson uh, Power Mixer. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, on to our weeks in gaming. Yes. Um, so, speaking like, of 2016, Migs, yeah. you and I <laughs> have <laughs> been playing this brand game. new game, which is actually A four years game. old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we played... I, I can't really pronounce the game, okay. dude. Yeah, you this gotta is, help me. <laughs> I don't give people, you know, smack for not getting this because it is a mouthful. Mm-hmm, and very. you know th- this particular version is not easy to pronounce either. So Seven it words. is Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus Maxi Boost on oh, on PS4. Eight. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's well, a, like the reason why it's an old game is because it's a port of an arcade game in Japan, mm-hmm. and um, this is the first time it's coming to. I don't think it's the first time, but it's the first time that. It's coming to the PS4 in, in, in this scale. Yeah, and, and one of the first... Not not the first, but one of the few that has come out at, or that will be coming out in English for mm-hmm. Asian regions. Um, so what we're playing right now is actually the pre-order network test that is going on, which is essentially an open beta for this that is mm-hmm. scheduled to happen every weekend until release on July 30th. You don't need a PS Plus for this. You can just All, yeah. hop in and go online right you don't need ps4 uh, you don't need ps plus for this which is also really generous and um actually makes we we got invited to the closed beta like i think a month ago yeah we did and we, we did get to try it actually we we tried and it a bit but that was just for like three days or like a weekend and a half 
yeah you know, mostly like the weekend. friday night to monday morning something like that mm-hmm. so this is going to be um open for everyone if you can download the client um act and actually there are some differences in this one compared to the closed beta we played there's actually yeah. i think two new characters that were added to this one oh <coughs> okay I didn't so, know that. <laughs> aside from this gigantic roster, we're getting two new characters also to play with, which I think one wow. of them is the Zaku Amazing from the Build Fighters cartoon. Oh, and, that um, guy. In lieu of free battle and quote-unquote training mode, we are mm-hmm. given essentially the full single-player mode in this particular version. Yeah, that's weird. Though. Like the the like the towers version of this game yeah. is just open. <laughs> you can all of just, it right it's not just one yeah. particular path it's all of all the paths all letters and, and you can um, just like play it and try to can, practice you can with just it. play it right um the only thing is a few functions are uh, blacked out which is being able to find a call partner for these modes mm-hmm. which is fine but you know still this is essentially how you practice your your character because the ai is kind of dumb as rock sometimes you know you, you can get a grasp for the game Instead of having to just, you know, fuddle your way through the non-user-friendly training mode, quote-unquote. But for anyone who hasn't actually seen or heard of this game, it's a 2v2 uh, mobile suit battle game that features right, it's a 2v2 mobile suits. arena shooter battler, you know, 3D arena game. Yeah, so it's with, like Virtuon or... Yeah. Uh, our locally made garrison archangel so yes those games are similar to this game and it's fun it's 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 fast-paced it's um it's very um skill-based i guess yeah like and it could be random at times because of course it's the the 2v2 nature of this game means that anyone can gang up on you if they want to or oh that, that i think that reflects more of like a player's skill as well because this <laughs> is a competitive like game series in japan for many many years yeah yeah and there's also friendly fire if i if i'm yeah there is friendly fire there always has been (laughs) for a while (laughs) Um, so like this this game has been going on since like the ps2 era the series rather the versus series Mm -hmm. and the formula hasn't really changed (laughs) but um, a lot of you know systems have been tweaked where it it just gets more skill-based reaction-based even that it, it it might be daunting to a new player, given how unforgiving it can be, depending on who you're playing against. And it doesn't go out of its way to explain anything at all to you. There's no tutorial, no nothing. Just, you know, get your feet wet. Hopefully you don't die before learning anything. <laughs> but yeah, so far it's fun. Like, um, the the online beta test um, did, did kind of had us check on the possibilities of, you know, whether... whether players can have a smooth game surprisingly uh we have no problems matching up with players on like yellow bars to like yellow bars upwards actually even uh red bars proved to have you know oh yeah not underwater combat but Mm -hmm. it's not the best still because you'd either have really laggy underwater battles or straight up the game won't even load yeah, you know when you get the synchronizing connection image, that's just not going to yeah. happen anymore. That that happens to <laughs> us a, a dozen times already right, during right. the weekend. But that, I guess that's the the purpose of this network test, and like given how it's going to run for essentially a month and a half on the weekends <laughs> until release is kind of insane. It's just July thirty, right? 
July third. Insane. Looking at it, it looks like the full game with just certain menus blacked out, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure how you can actually like like do you gain like rank during the be- the open beta or no. is it just these players are just lucky enough to actually pre pre order the game and have those um, no no ranks um, rank battle is blacked out it wasn't blacked out in the closed beta ranked was open oh, but also okay. casual so play was open but in this particular version only casual play is open for online and room mm. battles but um, nobody gains rank that's why everyone is ranked civilian. If you'd noticed uh, during our like five because, hour session of this because game, because I've been I've been seeing other players that has actual rank, which is weird, or actual titles, un, like aside from civilian. So it's kind of pretty weird if how uh, they maybe got that maybe or, if you did pre-order or they could be developers. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, it's 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 really fun. Like so far, like. For a month and a half, you could just hop in every weekend to try it out. It's crazy. And, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very um, generous for the devs to actually open this until launch. Um, it's kind of annoying that if you follow the Bandai Namco YouTube channel, mm-hmm. they keep uploading videos about it, with the only difference being the schedule at the very end. Because <laughs> it okay. keeps so going same, from Friday, Saturday schedule to a Saturday, Sunday and there were a few announcements of you know schedule shifts because of the current thing that's going on right now but yeah almost every day we're getting a new video about the same game sometimes the same video but the only difference being the network schedule for oh, <laughs> when wow. you can play <laughs> there, are be- there are better ways of doing that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so um i think the biggest thing we can mention is this gigantic roster yeah i was about to mention it's it, got like, like over 50 mobile suits, I think, which is insane. And all of them are unlocked. Yeah, you will be lost to actually choosing well, your favorite mobile suit. <laughs> but so, there, yeah. are some, there are some mobile suits that are there, but at the same time, you know what? It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you got like, over 50, and that's already a good chunk yeah, of roster. Yeah, f- for sure. Like It's a competitive action game, but it's also like an anime game. Mm-hmm. So you got to have your silly little characters where certain moves are like, this does nothing. This mm-hmm. doesn't add to the meta, but hey, they did it in the show, and it's yep. stupid and cool, so it's in here. You know, that's for someone. So yeah, that's um, I guess that is uh, Gan- Gundam. Um, there, there it is. Maxi Boost on. Um, okay. I, I'd, <laughs> yeah, so I'd recommend Maxi anyone who has an Asian PSN account to search for this. Um, if you type Gundam versus, it's probably the first thing that shows up, and um. Yeah, try it. We're going to play it until it comes out. And when it comes out, I'll most likely buy it. So, um, other than that, Mickey, have that, you played that, that? That's the one. That's, that's the big one. Actually. Yeah. But aside, like, I also played that game. But aside for that one, I played tons of games um, this week, thanks to the Steam Games Festival. And I think, Matt, you also did a few game demos yeah. during this week. So... Um, Steam Games Festival is an event that happened between from June 16 um, yeah. to yesterday, which is June 22, and it's basically a showcase of um, indie games and demos that are available in Steam for yeah. you to download and um, check check on. And they also have like live stream 
footage of, of the developers demoing the game, I think. That's the thing that Steam does now, right? Like, well, first of all, it was 900 demos, which means more demos than, you, than any of us <laughs> right, can really right. consume. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's the thing that Steam does now. Is like uh, they ha- every time it's time for a sale or time for a special gaming event, they they do the live stream stuff. I think they, they took their example from Ludo Naracon, which last year where... Um, they were held a virtual conference inside the Steam platform where you could watch talks about the games, demos about the games, act live stream plays about you know the games that were being highlighted. And they did that with Steam Games Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you get to play, uh, Samson? Oh, God. Uh, where to start? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think I downloaded nine demos for this one. <laughs> Because I really like. Did you get to uh, play nine demos? That's the question yeah, I have for you. <laughs> I just, I just, I just hog every demo I find uh, interesting. Yeah. And so far, uh, God, I forgot one one adventure game that I really dig, and it it features anamorphic um, animals where you, you play as a about, detective. You are talking about Backbone Prologue, am I right? Is that it, Backbone? It is the one uh, featuring a fox detective who smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the raccoon detective. <laughs> the raccoon detective. The fox raccoon. See, I don't know what yeah. I'm fucking talking about. But yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah so, so back... Say, we, we, we could start that. You played that demo, right? Uh, I have not. I have it installed, but oh, okay. I have not played it. <laughs> so, so, you're, so you're going to take lead in this one. Okay. So, yeah. So, so Backbone um, is a dystopian war adventure, which is... Um, has pixel art as as its art style, and it features anamorphic characters. And but it's, it's really beautiful it's for pixel art, charming. right? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Like like the pixel art in this one is is niche, uh, uh, decent, and um, you could see the love on on this game. And um, yeah, it features a detective raccoon who is out to solve a case of a missing person. And during the demo, uh, that's what you do. You get to check out. This uh, this district or the city that the game shows you. So and yeah, like the 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 star of this of this game is the pixel art and probably the dialogue that they've injected and yeah. on the NPCs. Yeah, because because the dialogue work that they did was really like complex. Like it could go on and on because um, like if you talk to one NPC, they could they could yap around. Like they could yap about anything or non-related to your case. to your case, and yeah. you could actually follow through or quite, like ask about that uh, path, and it will just go on into a different dialogue tree, yeah. and it's it's amazing. Like um, like how many script work they do for this game is is amazing. Yeah, or for, I wanna, like for the demo. Yeah, I, I want to impress upon our listeners that Backbone. Is like incredibly, incredibly beautiful. Like I know people talk about oh pixel art and they have just expectation of what it looks like, you know, and you know, oh, like it's being retro. But the pixels are incredibly small in this game, but it's still like you know very pixel like centric aesthetic. But the lighting mm-hmm. on the game is amazing. There's all these like sophisticated lighting effects, like lights coming out of the 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 car headlights, you know, neon mm-hmm. signs all over the place. It's it's gorgeous. I think. I wouldn't be surprised if you told me it was running on an Unreal Engine kind of situation where, you know, the textures are all pixels on the front end, but the lighting effects are handled through a global lighting system kind of 
situation, point point lighting system. So yeah, here I am, you know, tossing technical terms like I know what I'm talking about, but you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just gorgeous. Like just Google it now. It's really beautiful. Like um, like if you just go and check out the screenshots, you'll see what Matt is talking about. Like uh, the lighting effects are top notch. There, like it wouldn't look like a pixel game from far. Like it would look like some sort of like a concept art. Yeah, or 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 or, not, or a piece of artwork, but it's 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 just pixel art. And that's what excites me today about pixel art. Uh, I'm gonna talk about another pixel art game after this one. But what excites me about pixel art these days is that people dismiss this as an attempt to be all retro or mm-hmm. nostalgic. But the thing is, like, there are things we can do now with pixel art that we couldn't do 15 to 20 years ago. You know, what I mean, <laughs> in terms of like budget and in terms of like scale, you know, more can be wrung out of the average development dollar. To make pixel games that just look so astonishing. But yeah, so so far the, the demo is around like an hour long. If you're good at it, I guess mm. it it has the, you know like a classic adventure game stuff that you're gonna do. Like yeah, there's yeah. puzzles, there's um, people to talk to back and forth to get something or yeah. go to progress the the story, and then Backbone actually nailed the demo. Where it 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 will hook you because the end at, at the end of the demo it's is sort of like a cliffhanger where yeah. you get to see the person you're looking for but not necessarily it. <laughs> it's a happy ending <laughs> so yeah I like it yeah yeah I want to talk about another game that's pixel art it's called Gestalt Cullen Steam and Cinder uh, mm, this is okay. a very very interesting game it is basically a pixel art platformer and it's more along the lines of like uh like i guess it's like um you guys are console guys so i feel like if i say <laughs> if i try to describe it i might get it wrong because i don't understand nomenclature okay. for these genres but it's sort of like this platformer that has the metroidvania slash valkyrie profile effect wherein you're moving around and going oh. into stores and talking to people but then when you enter the dungeon you're in the fucking dungeon right Uh, yeah, 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 and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, um, you should check yeah. it out right now. I'm seeing Sorry. the screenshots right now, and it it sort of looks like uh, what they did with uh, Mega Man ZX, where there are some segments where you can't really attack people. Like, you just like talk to them or something. Yeah. And what else? What else have I played? Um, I played. There's this game called Shadow Runner. Is that right? Ghost Runner. You're talking about <laughs> Ghost Runner, aren't oh, you? Oh, Ghost Runner. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Ghost Runner is a first-person um, parkour game, I guess. A parkour ninja game where you control like a, a robot ninja, and it's all uh, cyberpunk with all the you know the colors that they use. A robot in the ninja pal- or a ninja robot. <laughs> Hmm. Actually, Ninja hmm. Robot sounds more. Ninja cool. Robot was an old cartoon series. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was th- yeah. I was making that reference explicitly for you, Mendoza. <laughs> okay, it's a it's impressive. Like it's a like it reminds me of um, Mirror's mm. Edge. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, cyberpunk aesthetic. They they got it fine. Like it's uh, you you have all the magenta and the cyan. Like blur, this in like, the quarter. I got to play the demo as well. Actually, I liked it a lot. It's very much a fusion of 
well, not, sorry, it's not a fusion, but it's kind of like evokes pieces of games like Dishonored, where it's like you have these fancy hyperactive abilities that let you kill super efficiently mm-hmm. with your sword and your and your and your and your cyber magic kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's more like Titanfall with the emphasis on parkour and yeah. you know all of that stuff. There's and there's actually beautiful. one thing. Yeah, there's only one thing that I don't like about the demo, mm-hmm. and it's the it's the feel of of the sword. Like it mm. doesn't have that crunch or that that crisp when you slash or kill someone. Like there's, there's no, no weight to it. There's not enough feedback too. So yeah. I feel like I'm just swatting flies oh. during the yeah, demo. I, I, I felt like I'd, I'd, I'd slash and I'd have to stop and look around and say, all right, is he actually dead? <laughs> yeah, because it, it, there are times where um, the thing can get, you know, like confusing where you're doing parkour and you're you're moving your mouse and um, suddenly there's enemies there. But, uh, and if you and you swat them, um, you're still not sure if they're dead because there's no sound. Like there's not much um, sound effect that notifies you. That yeah. they're dead, <laughs> so that's something that they could work upon. But overall, it's it's a very fast-paced, um, enjoyable demo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else, Matt? How about you? What other demos have you been playing? I played Crystalis or Crystals. I don't know how it's pronounced. It's a <laughs> sort of like a Japanese RPG, uh, that, a Japanese RPG style thing. But it's actually by a, a Colombian developer. And, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and it's about this young girl who gains the power to 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 look into to look into the future and in the past. And it's the mechanics of that are very interesting because what they do is they they cut the screen into three parts. So on the left side of the screen, whatever is on that side is always going to be in the is in the past, and whatever's on the oh. right side is going to be in the future. So you can pl- you can interesting. Plant, one of the earliest earlier introductions to the concept is you plant a seed in an area, and then you move left so that the seed is on your right, and that seed has grown into a tree with oh, fruit on them. Damn. Yeah, it's really cool, and so that that also plays into combat. So in one of the combat encounters in the game, has you fighting against a woman with like a steel shield. And you can you can ask your ally to throw water at them, and then send them to the future. And their armor is like sort of rusty and breaking apart. <laughs> too. So it's it's fun. Awesome. It's cool. Can't you send the enemy to the future where they're just dead? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's, Actually, that's what I was yeah. hoping. I was hoping they'd turn yeah, old yeah. and gray and stuff like that. Because like, that you do might that, be like, too cheaper. That, that yeah, might be a imagine, final like, power. There are yeah, I could imagine there might be like a village where you think. Is alive and well, but in the future, just skeletons or like like a barren wasteland. That is something. part of the, that is part of the plot thrust because through the events of the game of the game of the demo, you know the lead protagonist is able to see uh, that her her home or her her you know place is like in ruins in the future. So she's mm. encouraged and motivated by her her ally, a talking frog in a top hat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, her, her her talking friend, her talking frog in the top hat, tells her like, whatever you do today will affect the future. So you have to choose what you want to do in order to like, you know, secure the future. And there's like, there's some puzzles that are choice centric about it. Like, which house do you save? You know, so that in the future it'll be there, it'll still be there. You know, that kind of you know uh, choices. I think what's entertaining to me is the visual of the 
of the time mechanic, like I said, with a split screen. Because there's this one part in the there's this one section of the ledge where if you walk down and you see some kids, and then you pa- and you pan right and like they they're, they're babies, <laughs> or you pan left, they're adults, and there's they're just old man. And I panned the, the, the wrong side of him, and he's not there anymore. Oh and no! And 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 and, uh, and the, the 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 girl who was with him is now an adult, and I'm like, oh, he died. Oh yeah. no! Oh shit! I, got me really sad. But I also loved seeing like the mayor and her his advisors. Like you see them like being dudes and all that stuff. And and well, it's a like they're, they're, the mayor, his secretary, and his uh, his colleagues are there. And if you move to the other side of the screen. And you see them as teenagers, and that they have their own private, like, teen posse and stuff. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> like, you know, they were Barkata back in the day. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, so Crystallis, uh, get that game. It's uh, Check out that game. It's uh, it's by it's published by Modus Games, I believe. Another game that I played, which is also an RPG, but I think they have, like, um, sort of life simulator elements to it is um haven i'm not sure if you've Ooh, seen the, haven. the i love that game one. i played that game too in previous festivals oh, or previous events so cool so let's ha- talk about this game yeah so haven is uh is an rpg where it features um a couple actually a couple because at first believe it or not when i watched the trailer i thought they were just siblings <laughs> so, <laughs> but when i actually like saw the actual launch um trailer or like the the demo trailer or the, the actual gameplay. Oh, they're 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 a couple, so that's cool. So the uh, this couple is um, like stranded in an, in an islet or in or there's, a planet or a moon. They're stranded on an alien planet, basically. Yeah, yeah. So uh, at first, you they kind of introduce you how to move the characters, and in this demo and in, in this game, you have to you can control two of them. Yeah, and um, they have like gadgets, like the sliding boots or like flight boots or stuff like that. And there's also battle, which is um, that's the interesting part because um, when you fight in Haven, you use the directional button for the dude and the face buttons for the for the woman, and mm-hmm. you hold each. A corresponding button for for a skill mm-hmm. like for example there's like a beam skill um so you have to hold left or right for the girl and there's a shield skill so you have to go like you have to hold down to guard enemy attacks mm-hmm. but there are also like um uh team up moves where you either push the right um, directional button and square or X and, and hold it and then um, they will essentially like do a team up move so it it, it deals more damage so yeah. s- stuff like that which is intriguing and interesting I think the game looks is really special Haven like I'm really excited for this game um, mm-hmm. because I think one thing that really grounds this game and sets it apart is the writing um Oh yeah. Like for me, the way I describe it is, it's a ch- I consider it like a chill adventure about this young couple who go to a strange new world to run, you know, to be together, and like that's that's my write up of it on my on my Twitter account, and 
the thing that really elevates this game from just being a typical exploration and RPG kind survival game is that that quality wherein you really get the sense that the two partners are sharing moments of intimacy and isolation while worrying about you know things like food or power or other resources that they might need to survive on the alien frontier yeah. while you know like a mystery unfolds around them which is where the the demo I think concludes yeah, that's what, like this big that's what also like got me into thinking that this has like life simulator elements. Like, yeah, you 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 gotta go and um, scour food and yeah. you know, um, herbs and other minerals in in yeah. This they, they tease they tease in the other ship like lots of options to upgrade and improve your your life your life through you know additions to gadgets, <laughs> harvesting ingredients for recipes. In fact, I think central to the demo. There's a running gag about how they're always eating apples and they're getting Apple sick of Jew? apples. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're also trying to like, you know, pretend that they're you know they're happy together. So they have to like, you know, yeah. fa- find ways to spice up their life. You know, spice up their ability to enjoy apples and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, like it's very, like, it's very real. Like, <laughs> like the dude will kind of cheer up the girl, saying, "Oh, look what we're gonna have for breakfast: fried apple juice on apple <laughs> juice and." Um, <laughs> They're gonna have a banter about it. That oh, but yeah. but yesterday we we had apple juice yeah. on apple juice, and then they're gonna like they're doing this gag about apple juice just being yeah. constantly used. But and, right, like the writing wrist is is, is aces. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, it, it it's really like um, charming, and like the graphics also. Man, I I actually am impressed on how smooth it is running uh, on my system and. Like even the art style is is cool. Like, um, it could like, I'm 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 impressed how they handled the grass in 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 the stage for for the demo. So that's that's actually cool. Like, you might also, uh you you might be interested to know that this the, the Haven is also by Game Baker Studio, which is the studio that uh made Fury. Oh really? Fury. The, yeah. the top oh, down okay. boss okay. only yeah. game. Yeah. Then that's. Yeah, boss rush game. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it's interesting, like art style wise. Yeah. Like it's 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 really fun. Like and also it has that weird um you could say um like a bonus game or a side game where like it it's basically a feature where you follow like a trail of light by actually sliding and skating towards it. To give you more minerals, and it's kind of addicting to do it on the open world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's what that, that's what I felt when doing that. So it's yeah. it's really cool. Like it, it looks really cool. So better watch out for that one. Uh, hey, uh, I want to talk about one last game before we wrap up. Uh, yeah. I think you know uh, we've been at it for a while, but yeah, yeah. one last game I think is really I'd really like to bring up is please be it one hundred years. <laughs> what? Please be one hundred years. No, no, no. Um, oh, fuck. Oh, wait, what's 100 years? Is that the winemaking one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to talk about that next week, unless you want to talk about it now. <laughs> no, no, well, let's, let's do it next week with Carlos. Yeah. Uh, I want to I talk about She Dreams Elsewhere, which is a Japan, uh, an RPG, sort of like an adventure RPG uh, about a young black woman dealing with depression. Now, I don't mm. mean to bum you guys out, but I thought it was one of the, like, one of the most artful and exciting and interesting games for me uh, that has been on the demo slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of like play this uh, 
this young black woman who uh, is sort of like going through like crushing millennial angst and anxiety, you know, feeling invisible. It's really like an emotional experience. But then you go into like the nightmare world or a dream world. So I guess it's kind of inspired by games like Persona and Undertale, I think. And Undertale. From what I'm seeing for this yeah. couple of screenshots. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of influenced by Persona and Undertale. And yeah, like um, I'm really excited about it because it, it, it the the story really confronts issues of mental health while also like contextualizing it from a young black perspective and sort of like mm-hmm. dealing with the perception of self and the perception, you know, and how you deal with, you know, feeling unwanted or feeling useless when you're young. Like, I don't mean to bring this down with such heavy stuff, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, like, you don't, it's not very often you get games that try to be, you know, this, yeah. you know, interesting. I mean, believe me, 100 years made me like sad about the distillation process of wine. It's, oh, really? It's really, have... <laughs> it's really frustrating. <laughs> now, you, you know, now you've got me intrigued because I didn't get to play 100 years and I now I'm oh, going to really? talk about... I thought you did. I, I, I saw it in the Steam uh, record, uh, on your Steam records, man. Yeah, because I played it a little <laughs> bit, but then I didn't oh. understand it because I'm a dum-dum and maybe I was drunk <laughs> when I played it. Okay. Drunk with wine or... <laughs> uh, whiskey, probably. Okay. So, anything else Oh, my about... God. I... Oh my Should god! I could talk about game demos all day. Honestly, like <laughs> I'm looking at my I'm looking at my playlist. We should talk about Evans Remains. Did you play Evans Remains? No, not yet. Uh, the ones that I'm still yet to play are the multiplayer demos that I got, which is Tank Narok and Wind Jammers Two. Mm-hmm. I also have the Wild at Heart and Vigil: The Longest Night in my uh, in my list of I need to play these games. I'm not sure why they're not yet. Um, like unavailable, like they're still available now. So I'm not sure why, but I guess I could just play it. Like as long as you download it, I guess it's it's available to play it. So, but yeah, uh, maybe yeah, we we could talk more of the games that we played in the Steam Games Festival next episode. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Because, I mean, I, I want to play Windjammers 2 with you guys because that's something that... So, yeah, yeah I think I think that is it for, for the TMG Podcast episode 206. For, for past episodes, you can check us out at uh, our Spotify page or our Anchor page or any of your um, preferred podcast listening apps or channels i believe we're on apple podcasts and google podcasts am i right nice yep and of course um we have our facebook um facebook.com slash too much gaming is that right Uh, yeah and you want if you want to rat out rat us out for saying stuff that you disapprove of to carlos (laughs) uh you can email him at contact at too much gaming.net yeah 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 (laughs) <laughs> and uh, what else, Matt? Uh, where can we see you at the Twitter or the Twitter? Oh yeah, is... yeah. You 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 got opinions about video games, or you want to hear my opinions about video games and other stuff? You can uh, follow me on Twitter at at Arcelia Matthew. Um, yep, uh, and you can catch all of us, Migoy, Miggy, and me, and all the work, all the writing we do about 
all the video games at toomuchgaming.net. And I guess that is it. Thanks for listening. Um, and of course, thank you for everyone who tuned in to the stream. And yeah, I think that's that's it. See ya. See you guys. Bye. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> Scared!